Today on the podcast, we've got Zach Shoemaker, AKA Shoes. How I even came across him was I kept seeing this guy, this young kid interviewing all these athletes I follow, and mostly our high school and college age athletes, but I see this young guy coming up, Shoes, who's this Shoes guy? So I followed him and I've been following him since. And he basically does interviews and has these conversations with some of the biggest names in high school and college basketball. And he's a freshman in college himself. So we talk about how he started that, why he started that, and how he's building a media company and business around all this. Of course, we dabble into some name image likeness because all that uh, correlates to this and talk all things sports, marketing, and branding and the many, many opportunities to be had. So talk to us about how you got into this, started doing these interviews. I mean, you're talking to like the biggest names in the game and doing having conversations with them and putting them in the light that they're not having elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. they some some of these people, the, the biggest of the biggest, they'll have interviews with other places. But generally speaking, like you're they're speaking to you. And I don't know if there's other people that are doing what you're doing. We'll get into that a little bit here. But I'm not I'm not seeing it, especially on the regularity that you're doing it. But talk to us about how you got into it, why and all that stuff. Yeah, so I grew up playing basketball for pretty much most of my life, ever since I was like six, seven years old, and kind of was my passion, always loved basketball, but over time, I kind of got really sick in my middle school, and I started missing a lot of school. I missed the majority of school and basketball in my seventh and eighth grade year, and then a lot of freshman year, and by the time sophomore year, I was kind of falling behind, and I still had a lot of different different kind of just side effects from the sickness and illness, and I always had a main dream that I want to play college basketball, but the ultimate goal was being an NBA GM or media person. And so I kind of started exploring both those avenues my junior year of high school. And I kind of decided to start talking basketball, interviewing guys, and had a couple of local players from Arizona. And from there, just kind of grew and grew into where it is today. That's awesome. What, how did you, so like, you know, having a conversation with somebody and doing the interviews that you do, it's not natural to a lot of people like even if you can have a conversation with your buddies or something like people can have those and then get on an interview and lead a lead the dance of the conversation they get on they're like so zach how what's your favorite thing about basketball they're like bad at it so what how did you especially off the jump how were you starting to do that were you uncomfortable was it like a little little not great to start yeah, it was a little rough. The first few <laughs> ones, it was before social media, and I kind of had the YouTube idea approach. It was all through Anchor and just kind of voice ones and audio. So oh, it was a yeah. little bit easier. And the first interview was my brother, so that was a little bit nah. easier as well. But um, it did take a little bit of time. I look back sometimes, even just once from about six, seven months ago before COVID, it still wasn't as good. I mean, I think it's just constantly improving. But, yeah, the first ones were pretty rocky. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> we're, I mean, you know, if we look at back at our – this is this is podcast eighty one or something, mm-hmm. something like that. If we look back to one, I'm sure we'd look at it and be like, "Ugh, not good." Yeah. We we yeah. could look back at like seventy two and be like, "Ugh, we're better yeah. at this," or, or the the way we phrase this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and you're so damn young. What are you? You're not, are you eighteen, nineteen? Yeah, eighteen. And you're a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, well, why why do you think or do you think that the GM thing could still play, or are you going to stick with the media? Or like, why, why, why media or GM? Like, what are those? Do you like the business side of things or? Yeah, I've always really enjoyed just interaction with players and being basketball. And my dad's a, a manager. He's been in different stuff with the, in the business world. So I've kind of always enjoyed that aspect of it, putting together a roster and a team. And yeah. ultimately, I did create a lot of connections. That was the first avenue I pursued after the basketball thing. And 
I sorry, I got to know six or seven NBA GMs pretty well, and I still talk to those guys. But overall, they said there's not much you can do as a high schooler in terms of internships with them. You have to wait till you're at least two years into college, about 20 or so. And so at that point, I was 16, so I was like, I'm not just going to sit at home for four years. My other <laughs> thing I do like is social media. It's kind of the media aspect and interviews and that side. Just kind of test that out for a little bit. So right now, I think I am kind of focusing in on that aspect, maybe the interview, having a show someday, that kind of avenue. But ultimately, I mean, if God has in store – Becoming a GM, if that's an opportunity that approaches myself and I feel the time fits, that's my, that's probably where I'll go as well. I mean, you have a show. What do you mean, have a yeah. show? You have yeah. a show. So yeah. Why do, you, why do you need to do it on ESPN or CBS or whatever the channels are in 10 years? You know, you've yeah. got a show. I, what I love about what you did is, is at, when did you, so you started this at 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, okay. So you started at 16 and you're, you don't have a name, just like we, we don't have a name, you know, like as a high school player. Think about if some of these names you talked to started doing what you did. And they've got 25,000 followers on Twitter and 50 on Instagram or some of the, the big high school. I mean, there's big high school athletes with hundreds of thousands of followers. If they flipped and had your mindset to just have, doesn't have to be interviews per se, but more like conversations, mm-hmm. so like uh, more, more just conversational, I guess I should say. Like they would have such a big business behind it. So, I, I, but I like that you said, "Screw it, I'm going to start this thing and I'm going to go do it and figure it out as it goes." How, how, think, did, you, how, how did you do that? So, like, walk us through. Like, okay, I want to do this. Did you have an audio background? Did you have to buy equipment? Like, how did you actually go through putting this together? Yes, yeah, so it was actually just one night. I was getting ready to go take a shower, and for some reason, just popped into my mind. I don't know how it came in really. Um, and I just after that, I just started thinking. I talked to my mom and dad that night, and I was like. You know, I mean, what else am I going to do right now? I can't play basketball. I can't do a lot of this right now. Let's kind of pursue this. What do I need? How do we get this set up? And we started off with just uh, headphones and that kind of stuff. I said I was going through Anchor and just voice things. And then I started saying, this does not look the best. It's not looking the best. Let's start kind of revolving a little bit. And all of a sudden, I think it was about October of my junior year then, December-ish, I started getting into the YouTube aspect and started filming stuff and doing all that. And that's kind of just kept adding on equipment, adding on different pieces. And that's kind of how I grew in the grew in that aspect. Yeah. So people who don't know, ours is on Anchor too. So if you're listening to the audio, you'll hear that because the intro has something about Anchor. But it's a, it's a 100% free thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it is as simple as just doing it on your phone. Obviously, we're going to record on Zoom and then we'll, we'll do some post-production editing. Basic, basic stuff, but you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's totally free and it's super simple. You just upload it to anchor and then it shoots out to all the other podcast platforms where we listen on the Spotify's, the Apple podcast and so-and-so. Um, but I, I also like this because you, you knew you weren't going to play basketball at whatever age that was young. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know when I thought I was going to be done with football or sport was football in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I realized I was going to be done. It was some point in high school. I knew I wasn't going to play in the NFL. But, you know, when do I know that I'm going to be done? And I don't know what it was like for you, Tim. But at some point, you know, I'm done with my sport. Now what the hell do we do? Like, what's this next step? You're at, you're young at 16, or you probably realized it earlier. Hey, I'm not going to make money playing my sport. How do I create these opportunities around it? And that's what we want to talk to high school athletes and college athletes about. Even a lot of pro athletes, at some point, you hit that, that road of like, uh, what's next? If you're a pro athlete and made a few million bucks, maybe you've got some leeway around it. But, you know, I graduate college and it's like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing next. 
my whole life has been physical and football and that sort of thing. And it's like, figure out some business stuff, but you're way ahead of the game here with it. Yeah. And I think that's a crucial thing you just said. I think we see so many of these athletes, especially the program, I think we can have bigger examples of that are even still playing the game. Guy like JJ Reddick still playing, doing his thing. He has his own pocket as big. And we see a lot more players. I mean, you see pretty much almost all these shows that you see on ESPN, CBS, CBS Sports. I mean, all these shows involve players of some former athlete at some level playing in. I think that's just kind of leeway because they understand the game better than the typical person does. They know what it's like in a locker room, a game situation. Yeah. They don't have to interact with teammates on a day-to-day basis. And so they are kind of almost natural. Yeah, they can kind of edit some things, change up and get better at it. But they almost are more natural because they understand that they've been in the mix of it. Yeah. Yeah, and they're speaking the language. Of, you know, like, mm-hmm. like if I'm a high school athlete and I'm in an AAU tournament, I can talk. I'm just talking about my experience as opposed to me who hasn't been in an AAU tournament in 74 years talking about what it used to be like. It's a different vibe to it, you know? So it's, it's more or less yeah. you're in the game. You understood it in your experience. Did you, did you play AAU? I think yeah. I had a stint in AAU. I meant, I meant Tim. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if you did exactly Tim. I don't, I don't remember that. If yeah. you didn't, I would have been, you know, in the house. Who knows? But uh, I lost my train of thought on that. But oh, so what I was gonna say, so ESPN, they're starting to get to a lot more of this type of stuff. They're starting to be a little bit more casual. I think, you know, the barstool sports of the world really changed things where you can have conversations in a hoodie about sports, which is what everyone else in the country is doing is sitting around on their couch talking about sports or watching sports. Whereas, you know, ESPN, you still go on, they've got a tie on and they're very professional and some of their stuff like that they're starting to get a lot more conversation but you're right the the athletes are the ones that have the cool conversations the ones that can talk a little bit different about it can it can feel conversational not like somebody's talking to me they're talking with me Mm -hmm. exactly i think that's crucial because we see i mean i think you look at some like first take and they're doing the business suits and they're great a lot of money but then you see something like i think two or three hours later the jan rose and jacoby show they're kind of a lot more laid back they're more funny kind of I think it's a 30 minute show just kind of having fun and that's also just a great balance and starting to see people used to just tune in at nine o'clock or whatever for first take but now guys people tuning in more throughout the day and and that's why ESPN is starting to evolve more and more adding on ESPN plus and that's really the future of sports broadcasting and sports talking agreed no question and but you don't need anybody yeah it helps ESPN what what they well you don't need an ESPN or CBS anymore. You just don't. As a, as a well-known athlete or even a semi-known athlete, you don't need that. You can start like you're starting through mm-hmm. Anchor and YouTube, period. You can do that. Uh, ESPN obviously can help with editing and they can help make the set and they pay. Uh, and So you get the upfront side of things, but you can make this all happen on your own. I, I, I would like to see more current athletes doing stuff like this. You, you mentioned JJ Reddick has a couple podcasts he's done now. Uh, I he's just only saw what, four or five months in. Yeah. He just yeah, started. He's, nah, he's, he's had ones in the past though. The new one. Oh yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I saw Russell Wilson just started a podcast and, and he's got like Mark Cuban on and like these guys can talk to anybody they want to talk Great to. people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the, there was, um, Oh no. What's the name of it? Um, I cannot think of a podcast that's not good, but Nafisa Callier and Asia Wilson, two WMEA players, have mm-hmm. a podcast. And on their, I don't know, they haven't done any since the season, but 
they had they had KD, they have Candace Parker, they have all these massive names that are on the podcast. And I've talked to a couple other WNBA people about something like this, where like they can talk to anyone they want to talk to. They can mm-hmm. bring on Kyrie Irving, KD, uh, whoever the name is, LeBron James. They can, LeBron maybe a little bit different level, but whoever they want to talk to, they can bring on and talk to and have these conversations and start building this media empire themselves instead of just getting hired to do it for other people. And two names you mentioned that I think are kind of revolutionizing this is Katie and LeBron. And they're almost taking the ESPN approach in terms of the business partnership of the idea where you see the boardroom of Katie, you obviously have with LeBron, he has all of his different channels he's creating. He's done a lot of different stuff. And that's really the head of it. I don't think too many guys have the capability, the finances and platform for that. But the best, the best at Katie, LeBron, we'll see if someone like Mahomes could possibly do that in the future. Those kind of guys really make it even to a different level and kind of have the ownership behind it that those two have done. Yeah, but but finances, how much are you paying for your setup? Not much. <laughs> we pay, what do we pay, Tim, for this for this Zoom channel? 20 a month, I don't know. Okay, we pay 20 a month, whatever we pay. Yeah. 20 a month, so most people can afford 20 a month if, they're, if they have a, a professional contract. And then we have an editing system where we pay I don't know, 30 a month. You don't, again, you don't need that though. So I, I think it can be done. It doesn't need to, it, especially now we've learned with all this stuff and COVID and everybody's home, you don't need to have the million dollar production or the six figure production and the whole team behind it. You can start this from yourself and start to build. You can bring in the brand partnerships that can help pay for people to editing and then you grow and grow from there. So I, is it is it easier for LeBron? Is it easier for KD? No question, of course. Yep. But I I don't I don't care if you're LeBron KD or you're, you know, a guy that's the the 15th guy on the NBA roster, or you're playing in the MBD or the, if you're playing in the G League, or mm-hmm. if you're a WNBA player, or you're the, you know, you're uh, on the practice squad of an NFL team. You've got the ability to build this. I truly believe that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent agree. Yeah, it's, yeah just, it's, it's just about I think it's the mindset mentality too where, you know, even yeah. I mean, we've talked to NBA guys where they view LeBron as somebody different. While he is, you know, arguably the greatest in the world and maybe the greatest ever, arguably, he, it's, it's more like they don't think because of his status that they could do something like an uninterrupted. While they could, but it, for those that don't, which is 95% of the people who don't think they can, you can also fall in line with a guy like LeBron and just do something on uninterrupted, like Chad, uh, Channing Fry and uh, was it Richard Jefferson. They had the road trip yeah. just under, under, under uninterrupted and they just utilize everything under the services too. So yeah. Yeah. And you're starting to, to see create that media company. Yeah. Definitely. You're starting to see more people do stuff like that too. Like Mark Ingram's got his podcast uh, mm-hmm. that just started. There's uh, uninterrupted has a couple ones the board boardroom has a couple ones and they're, they're boardroom starting to really katie's whole brand is starting to build out more stuff like this mm-hmm. and now that i say that, uh, that he's, he's got 35 ventures now katie yeah yeah, deep yeah, yeah. In the game and, and yeah you got hundreds of millions of dollars yeah that's that's obviously easier to buy yeah. talent and do stuff like that but again you can build it from the ground up i don't care if you have a gazillion dollars you need 20 bucks a month to have a zoom account and you can start creating these opportunities behind it all you gotta do is upload to anchor for free upload to youtube for free and now you've got a built-in audience mm-hmm. yeah presumably presumably you got people who give a damn want to follow and care and and you're having good conversations that's obviously yeah. all assumed in and do, do you have any guys that you talk to that are like 
afterwards they ask you like, oh, how did you do this? I'm thinking about doing my own or anything like that. Not really. I think a lot of guys in high school right now are still trying to figure themselves out. Yeah. I think as a high yeah, school, yeah, yeah. I think it might be a little harder dealing with the school recruiting, which is constant calls from coaches. We're also trying to play at the highest level. So I think it might be a little bit harder for them. But I have started seeing some college guys maybe show interest in it. We may pursue the, the degree in that kind of aspect, more media aspect degree. But I do, I do know a lot more NBA players, and obviously they're all kind of having that aspect of I'm kind of settling in now to my NBA career. I know what the job is. It's a little more laid back now, no school, no, not all that. That's yeah. when they really start, I think, going to that door, towards that path. Yeah. You know what would be cool content? This, this would be very tough for 99.9% of people to do. We find that one person is if they create a podcast while they're getting recruited and then have the coaches on the nah. talking about, you know, why do you like me? Why, what do you, what do you, what can your school do? Yeah. That type of shit would be really like, cool. You just call it recruiting pitch. Yeah. That would be so cool. Oh yeah, for sure. And you would need, you would need like, you know, if it's both, you would need a top level guy to do it because you, you want those Ohio yeah. States and Florida's to come through the door and, and do that interview, but it could that, be cool. That yeah. would be cool. But I wonder how many schools would really want their pitch out there. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably very little. But, but scale that's back. A, Off the record is well, come in on the record. Let's just have a nice conversation about why we like you yeah. and what our school is good about, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would take a – we talked about Lamelo doing some – like he's a, he's a one-percenter type of personality and, yeah. and ability and following and – excuse me, charismatic and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. like a Lamelo could have done that and be like, okay. all right, let's talk. You want to talk? Let's talk. Yes. or his dad could have been the host why do you like my son you know like yeah that could have been a good play too i think the yeah, only thing I'll do. the biggest kind of problem i think with that would be college coaches because knowing them and hearing from a lot of players if you're a top guy the college coach tends to have the same pitch to two different guys saying they're the main option and so that no. might be the coach yeah. out so if he's trying to pursue two top guys one might hear they're the number two option supposedly and that yeah could, yeah my coach might not like that part <laughs> No, definitely not, but it'd be great. Start getting creative, yeah. coaches, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and two, like, if I'm coach at School X, I want LaMelo. I'm going to have to do – and I have to do his show. I mean, it's not, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, but, but maybe down the line. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, if I want, a, I want a guy like Melo, I'm, shit, if I got to do this, I got to do this. So you do it to make yeah. it, and then you just figure out the way to – Yep. Say what you need to say and not not be contradicting other things or yeah. it's it's a real recruitment. I'm telling you, I'll watch it. I'll content. watch it at any any level, any sport. If someone does that, I think that's great content. I think yeah. we could get close to that too, because the guy Mikey Williams, some of those guys that have millions yeah, yeah. at this point, like they're already building brands and we see them doing the overtime shows or slam stuff yeah. or whatever it might be. I think that that's something we're starting to see more and more in the personal lives of guys. I mean, just even the interviews I'm doing. I guess on that a lot of guys, not until the past couple of years, have people really even understood who college kids were. All of a sudden, you just see the mixtapes on Ball's Life on YouTube, and then you see them commit to your school, and then it's like, all right, cool, I'm excited to see this guy's mixtape. I'm not sure too many people knew who the kids were, what they even sounded like until they got to college. Sure, sure. And that's, you know, even when we talk to athletes in college, like as athletes who are transitioning to pros, now we'll start working with college athletes, but. You see, they're still most of them still aren't really posting anything to really get to know them. Mm -hmm. They're not posting the personality-driven pieces. Their school might do some really cool piece, and then they just like add it to their story and stuff. For twenty-four hours, you're gone. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not showing. 
I say they is in like 99% of athletes are not showing like who they are, what they go through on a daily basis. Like what, what's school and practice and, and like, all right, and you got to be at study tables and then it's, you got to make sure that at this place at time X for dinner, like what's your process? No, you don't really see that a lot. So I think that could definitely be improved greatly across the board with, with once I get to college even, because it is like, why do you care about, why do you care about the athletes you care about? It's because you, there's some reason you, you like them. Maybe they're just a really great player, but it's usually something else about them. There's lots of really great players in every sport. Like a lot of the different guys I talk to, and even my brother, he's the guy already being recruited as a sophomore right now. A lot of them have the mindset that, oh, I can only really post basketball stuff. They only want me to, they only really want me to see me on the court, my mixtapes, my pictures from the game. A lot of them think yeah. that, oh, if I go post me and my family, if I go post something somewhere else that's not just on the court, I might lose followers. I might not like that. And that's something that I think is not necessarily true. I think a lot of people do want to see what they do off the court, but somehow yeah. they've kind of established this mindset because of media. Someone kind of established this where it's kind of become this trait that they think is true. I think that needs to yeah. start kind of going awake. I don't think it's 100% accurate. I totally, totally agree. And that's what we talked to every athlete about is show us that other stuff. We don't – everyone's a basketball player, okay? So there's how many – tens of thousands of high school basketball players. Everybody is like, we get it. You're all on the same level. Like why? All right. So Zion's different because Zion does these crazy dunks and blah, blah, blah. And as he's coming up as a high school kid, okay, he's different. But like I was a high school basketball player my freshman year. Tim was a high school basketball player. You played basketball. Why should people care more about him, I, you than anybody else in the country? It's because of something else, that personality I'm funny or I read books or I'm an artist or I do music or I have a family of 12 kids and that's the, the difference yeah. and crazy part. It's yeah. always that stuff. And those, those, and this is something we preach all the time too, is like Pat said, you got your mixtape, you got your highlights. Everyone's playing the sport, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's that deeper connection when you can create that is that's when those people are going to buy your merchandise. They're going to buy you when you do xyz which creates more value for you in the end anyways yeah all that all that stuff has its place mm -hmm. i love hype videos i love the the mixtapes i love that stuff but yeah. it has its place if that's all you're posting like okay who cares like you're should, a good player we, we know that a, we've already known that that's why i followed you we should create a mixtape like, for you pat yeah okay do that <laughs> going from like coffee hanging out with the fam a workout yeah back to back to the computer yeah. like those four things That'd be cool. Create it, Timmy. Fire. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and it, all this ties into name, image, likeness stuff, of mm -hmm. course. You know, it's building businesses, building your brand, growing your following. And that's what we talk to a lot of people about, too, is like your social media, a lot of times is for peers or friends or girls or boys. Instead of thinking of as a business, because now it is, especially mm -hmm. as you go into college, it's a business. And whether or not you're going to be a, an NBA player, the small percentage of the college athletes that, that go or the athletes that go into college that make it to the NBA, if you're in that small percentage, great. But likely you're not, and you're going to be like us. Mm -hmm. And you've got to find a different way to make money around basketball or football or tennis or soccer. And that's where we think being at this level of high school to college, they can really start to think a little bit differently. Not everyone's going to start building. Not everyone's going to be like you. They're going to start building out a media company at 16. That's not going to be realistic for most people, but starting to, to see these opportunities, I think is so important for them at, 
whatever age they start to see them and start to, to really think and shift the mindset on it. Yeah, and there's one guy I do want to get, kind of give a shout-out to, and this Jalen Clark. He's at UCLA, and I've mm-hmm. known him now for yeah. a couple of years. He has careers on YouTube channel. I think he's at 3,000 subscribers already. And yeah. Grand, and he's a freshman only at UCLA. He's really one of the first guys I've seen truly, really not only just have kind of interest in it, but truly pursue that now at a college age. And he is one guy. I know I didn't say him earlier, but that's one guy I want to give a shout-out to about that too. Jalen Clark's now at 5,000. 5, but okay. I saw it. I mean, when you – I don't know when you last saw him. I looked maybe 10 days ago and he had 3,000. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, that's how quickly that stuff goes. Jalen has eight videos. He's two. It's, I think this is the first one was, uh, oh, we did a Q&A a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then he talked about recruiting, how he got his offers. But now over the last two weeks, he's done three videos. They got, he, the first one was a day in the life, 50K. Then first road trip, 15K. And now it's first points as a Bruin, 13K. And he's starting to build this whole media company by himself. I don't know if he thinks of it like that, but he's, he's like, hey, I'm sharing and doing it, but that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, even when you look at NBA players, very few have YouTube channels, like a small percentage of it at this point. Go, going back to how you said, you know, things could happen fast and it can grow. I'm sure you guys know or aware of that, uh, the ocean spray guy a couple months ago. Yeah. That TikTok, right? So the story, I don't know if you know the full story of this guy. So he lives in Idaho. He works at a factory, a potato factory. He was on his way to work. Car broke down. Hops on his longboard, grabs his ocean spray, heads to work, creates that video. It goes massive viral. Tens of millions of people see it, right? Ocean spray contacts him. They buy him a truck. They hear the story. So now he's got got his truck. And he's doing all these deals. He's blowing up everywhere. He's, you know, with Snoop Dogg hanging out. Turns out that he lived in a trailer a couple months ago. This is the start of the pandemic. pandemic. Lived in a trailer, had his car broken down. Now, at the end of pandemic, hopefully the end of pandemic, he just bought a house for $300,000 in cash. Mm-hmm. That's how fast things can happen like that. Oh, yeah. You said, you said hanging out with Snoop Dogg. I know you, I can't think of the brand right now, but he was just in an ad I, I saw on TV. He's everywhere. It's, he's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but three hundred thousand cash, going from living in a trailer in a broken down car, a couple months in a pandemic. Yep. Yeah, and that, and that's how it can happen. Now, is that a no. a common story? story? No. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, you're you're Jalen, and you're a UCLA basketball player, mm-hmm. and you're a good basketball player, and you started to build this following. Like it'll happen a little slower, but shit, he can. I mean, he could be making really, really good, but just by the end of the season, like what's, what's going on? I haven't watched any of the recent videos, but you know, what's going on outside of practice? Are they in dorms? Are they quarantining? What's the testing protocol? Like, how are they in meetings? Like, I don't know exactly what he's showing for this stuff, but then it's like traveling to play other teams in the Pac-12 and then there's going to be an NCAA tournament. And is it going to be, I don't know if they're doing a bubble or how they're doing that. And then, you know, there's so much of this story to tell. And then obviously for him, he wants to go play in the NBA and be high draft pick. So that he's building this audience on up until all that stuff, which is so, so massive for him to be able to understand ahead of time. Very few do. We talked about this on a couple podcasts ago and there was like two people who had YouTube channels that were first round draft picks of the NBA a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it was James Wiseman and Cole Anthony 
-hmm. And James Wiseman was, was literally just setting up his phone and uploading it. He didn't even cut it because he did like the set up the phone and then walk back and then say, what's yeah. up? It's <laughs> so he just uploaded it. Yeah. So, you know, James Wiseman, Wiseman's a multimillionaire right now. He, he could have a team build stuff around and do really cool stuff. And then Cole Anthony, it was more of, it was him and his, a couple of boys talking about whatever stuff. But it, I mean, like to take us through like basic, simple stuff like this, just share your life is so invaluable. I think especially this year, I mean, you mentioned all the COVID stuff. Typically we know it's traveling. We know you go to the games. You, that stuff we know typical. It's happened for what, a hundred years now, basketball nearly, nearly. This is different than we've ever had. Those teams having to re cancel games, reschedule games at the last yeah, minute of the yeah. game. You're traveling to whole other state. You find out that morning, oh, game's canceled, go back home or something. Mm. Or maybe even go have a new team fly out to come play you. You're going through different testing. You're having to go in quarantine. You, you might get COVID. Who knows what could happen? Like, this is a year where you could create an, a crazy year, year, year in your life, year recap, season recap, even just day-to-day -day basic. And I think a lot of people are interested in that. And that's something I think all athletes, rather be even high school, at the high level of high school, college players, pro players, Everyone wants yeah. to hear these stories because they're kind of crazy for this upcoming year. Yeah. And if you look at the numbers, you know, you look at games and you look at, you know, like Netflix series and th consuming stuff digitally is way up. Oh, yeah. So I, I'd assume YouTube channel numbers and Instagram numbers and all that stuff's way up, too. Mm -hmm. So it's I mean, the opportunity is obviously there to be able to do this and grow and build businesses from this stuff. Mm hmm. Only thing I could say, I think a lot of guys would rather have that rule come in next year, the name like his image kind of thing for money. I mean, unfortunately, they can't make it this year, but I think in the next couple of years, that's really where we're going to see more guys see it because I want to talk to Marquette yeah, guys. Yeah. I know Marquette really is a school in the lead of this right now. They have a lot of programs already set in place, and I just did the commitment interview with Jonas Adu. He just commit there, and he talked about that was the biggest thing for him why Marquette was going to want him over. Mm. He made a massive pitch about the name, image, and likeness to him, and he has 500000 TikTok followers. And he said, that's really what kind of revolutionized them. That really put them ahead and why he's going there. They really kind of set the stage for him. They said that they have so much more technology, platforms, resources set up for that already. That's what really was a big recruiting approach to guys. Yeah. Well, so I don't know what they're doing or how, we haven't talked to Marquette. We've talked to like 70 different schools about mm -hmm. stuff like, what are you doing? How can we help? That sort of deal. Uh, I would say, very few really understand the opportunities, schools, coaches, athletic departments. Very few really understand the full, the full scope of this. Everyone understands, like, all right, you get paid off your name, image likeness. You can, you know, do a brand partnership on Instagram, and you can start a YouTube channel, and you can do autographs, and do a car dealership deal. It's like the general thing, and people are starting to evolve from that a little bit. But to me, I've, I've talked to coaches in big Power Five conferences. And one of them had a kid ask about name, image, likeness. And this is a couple months ago, but months into the whole deal, like this summer, maybe the conversation was. And he said, well, he sent them, I should say, he sent them to compliance and said, like, they'll be able to give you an idea. Like, so it was more just like, here's what's going on with it. Instead of being ahead of it and saying, here's what we want to do. Here's why it's great to come to our school. And here's what we're going to do for you specifically. I, I haven't seen schools really build out plans. I haven't seen the plans, at least, of athletes specifically. When you come to my school, here's what I'm going to be doing for you. And that's, that's a question athletes and parents should be asking. Like, great, you've got your pitch on why the school fits name image likeness, the opportunities, the technology, everyone has that stuff. 
but what are you doing for me? What's your plan for me specifically, Pat Curran, as opposed to Tim Curran or Zach or whoever? Like, how am I different and what are you going to do for me? That's, I think, a, a, uh, it, it'll be so massive in recruiting. There's a lot of face value conversations and, and around all this stuff. But I think that'll be like step number one in recruiting moving forward. I couldn't agree more. I think like you just said, that's the biggest thing. I got to know a lot of Division One coaches over the past year or so. And like I said, Marquette, in my opinion, they have the best players in place. They have really a lot involved in that area. But talking to a lot of other coaches, like you said, they may they might know, yeah, the rules come into play next year. That's all they know. <laughs> They'll say maybe yeah. there's something they have in store. They might be saying they're working on something, working on something we don't know if they actually are or what they're doing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a huge thing for a lot of guys. And high schools have more platform than we've ever had before. We've never had a million follower player playing high school before. And there's two right now, and it's about to be three of them. Like, these guys are constantly growing. 100,000 followers are many, many, many per class. These guys want that, and they know that they have a massive brand, and they want to be able to yeah. utilize that for the year in college, two years. If they're going to play four years, four years in college, that's really yeah. going to be appealing to guys. Yeah. And it, it's not just the boys coming out of high school, too. It's the girls coming out yeah, of high yeah. school. The AZ Fuds mm-hmm. of the world, the Paige, Paige Beckers of the world. Like, the, mm-hmm. they've got big followings. That's it's a business now when you're Paige Beckers and you've got 550,000 or whatever she has followers on Instagram and others across other platforms. Like that's a business now. Mm-hmm. And I think the big one we're going to see in I think three years now, Bronny, I don't know what that route is going to look like. It's going to be more unique than probably any other kid will go through being yeah, yeah, yeah. a small time. I don't know how that's going to revolve. He's going to go straight to the NBA. Who knows how it's going to pan out, but we know that he's got 3 million somewhere, somewhere two to 3 million that's a lot. That's a big following. Mikey Williams is going to be out there too. Those guys that yeah. will be worth a ton of money for bringing to you to campus, almost like the Zion Williamson effect, just because of how sociable they are. Almost if Lamella would have went there as well. And these guys yeah. really, they're more than even, they're even bigger than the Jacobs, the Isaiah Todd's kind of guys. These guys can bring a school to a whole other level for that year they're there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The eyeballs that an athlete now can bring to the school. So this whole narrative has now been flipped on, on, its, uh, on its head. LeBron is a like a Zaire Wade. He's got Mm -hmm. a million plus too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't. I know back a handful of months he wasn't like heavily recruited. And if I was a coach, I'm definitely. I mean, he's got a name, he's got talent, and he's got a following. I mean, if he if you're looking at a couple guys, that could sway you for sure. Brings eyes. Yeah. certainly would bring eyes. I don't know how, you know, I'm not a basketball evaluator. I don't know how good he is. But he had yeah. Division One offers, lots of them. Yeah. It just wasn't was the elite State Division I offers. Coming out. He was what? You're number six coming out of high school. Zaire, Zaire Wade. Country. Talking about Zaire Wade. Yeah. Oh, Zaire Wade. Oh, what? I'm talking about Zaire Williams. My bad. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about, about D-Wade's son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's doing the post-grad year at uh, Brewster Academy right now. But I think he's yeah. gonna. He picked up a few one offers that are pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know he had like Toledo. I know was one to him. Yeah. And a good amount of two ones. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, Duke, Kentucky, those types. But who yeah. knows what a post grad year will do for you? But but obviously he brings eyeballs to the program. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job with his own brand. And I don't know how he's working that, but he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Young DNA. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Apparently, you're allowed to if you're D Wade's kid. I don't know. 
hasn't heard his eligibility yet. Uh, but I love it. He should be able to and, and hopefully continues to grow. But mm. all right, Zach, we we appreciate your time today and uh wish you continued growth on what you're doing. And if there's anything we can help with on that end, let us know. Hopefully more people will start doing what you're doing. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. For sure.